Welcome to Live Magically with Dr. Ashley Olivine. This is my blog, online video channel, and podcast in one. It's the same content on all three platforms, so if you catch one, you catch them all. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm thrilled to journey with you. We're going to talk about something a little different today. While I typically like to keep things light and positive, there is simply no way to fully do that with this topic. It's too horrific and deep. Also, it's too important not to discuss. My previously planned content has officially been bumped to next week. Why? As a professional and as a human with a platform, I find it a social responsibility. Also, I want to, and I don't want to at the same time. This is really hard stuff to navigate. I'm going to talk about actual war and what to do when facing war. However, a lot of these concepts will still apply to any hardship you may be facing. This content is being written and recorded in the fall of 2023 amidst a lot of big world events. Call me crazy, but I feel like a lot of people are going through some really big stuff personally, too. Things are shifting in a lot of ways. If you are not in a physical, mental, and emotional place to be able to face this content in this moment, step away. Don't continue now. Save it for when you have the time and space to focus in a different way. I'm going to approach this topic from the perspective of an American living in the United States. That's what I know best. I don't have the authority to speak from all the other perspectives. As such, this is for people who are currently safe. Different approaches would apply to anyone not physically safe in this moment. Just keep that in mind as we move forward. Let's talk about natural tendencies when facing war. It's all over the news right now. Many of us want to distance ourselves because it's just too much to take in all at once. That's completely fine to an extent. It's okay to step away to maintain mental and emotional well-being. Generally, it's even a good idea. However, Israelis, Ukrainians, and many other people all over the world don't have that luxury. The Jewish community worldwide is impacted. Even American military families are facing current events in a different way from non-military families. As humans in the world, I do feel it's important to be aware. It looks different for each person, and I respect that. We can all do what we are able, how and when we are able. Before we talk about what we can do, Let's talk about some of the things that often come up. There are fears of a third world war. We aren't there yet. Hopefully it will never happen. I want to acknowledge that these fears are valid. War of any size is scary. The thought of further escalation is scary. It's natural for the brain to go there. This is a safety feature of the human body. Think of it as a warning system, like a fire alarm. 
the mind is telling us to do what we need to do to stay safe. Great. Let's do what we can. Also, we can't function well and productively if we let those thoughts and fears spiral out of control. This is where distancing and taking breaks comes in. So what can you do to stay okay enough when facing war? Certain things happening in the world are not okay. They are barbaric, inhumane, and wrong on so many levels. It's heavy, even when if we are distanced from it. You may not be 100% okay, and that is okay. Even so, you can be more okay than if your stress runs wild and spirals out of control. You just have to find a way to be okay enough. Visit olivinewellness.com for a free relaxation exercise to help with this. Protect your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and energy. Take a moment when you and your focus are not needed anywhere else. Imagine a light of peace and good vibes shining within your core. Allow it to radiate throughout your entire body and beyond. Let it travel through all your external surroundings. Ground it into the earth below. Send it out into the atmosphere above. Find calm in knowing that you are okay in this moment. After a simple moment of calm, you will be able to approach everything else around you differently. It doesn't take much to go back to remembering that we are safe while others are not. Guilt is a very common feeling when facing war. If we are able to think and breathe, we know that we are better off than someone else. As I have written and spoken about previously, our fortune does not prevent others from doing well. Their suffering would not go away if we were to suffer. It's the opposite, actually. We are better able to alleviate suffering if we are safe and stable. Also, it's okay to feel sad and thankful at the same time. Even just reading a news headline about a horrific event is enough to bring grief. Humans hold the power of empathy. We can feel physical pain when thinking about the experiences of others. Being flooded with intense emotions and grief can be a very real thing when facing war. Yes, this can happen even when it is on the other side of the world and you don't know anyone involved. You are not crazy. You are human. There are seven commonly known stages of grief, including shock, denial, anger, bargaining, guilt, depression, and acceptance. These can happen at any time and in any order. It's not a steady path. We can move through them for a while, visiting them more than once. I have identified a new stage of grief, the meaning stage. This stage allows us to use grief as a motivation to create something positive in the darkness. More on that soon. Before we move on to the positives, I want to talk about being in a position to support kids. How do we parent when facing war? 
Kids see and hear things. Just like us, they have lots of thoughts and feelings. For that reason, these ideas can be adapted to adults too. It's completely appropriate for parents to approach big topics in ways that our kids are ready to handle. Also, that's a gift. So many parents can't shelter their kids from the realities of war because they're in it. A natural reaction is to feel a mix of guilt and gratitude in response to that reality. That's okay. Also, holding on to that guilt is not helpful. My hope is for you to be able to convert the guilt into acceptance and action. Hold on to the gratitude while doing what you can to support and prevent. More practically, there are a few things we can keep in mind when facing war as a support person for kids. Consider bringing it up first. If they don't already know what's happening, it's only a matter of time before they find out. Recognize that they are all different. What works for one child may not work for another. That's okay. And it's good. We all have different roles in this world. Make sure they know you are a safe space. Be approachable. Allow their big emotions. Always tell them the truth. It's okay to say that you feel uncomfortable answering a certain question or that you think it is best to protect them from certain things for now. They need to know they can trust you. It's better to respectfully and truthfully decline a straight answer than to tell a non-truth. Here's an example. Some answers are too big and intense for you right now. I want to protect your well-being. This is a very big topic and it's okay to have lots of thoughts and emotions. I will discuss this in more detail with you when I feel you are ready. For now, I can say, and then provide what you do feel comfortable with them knowing. It's okay if it's just a tiny bit, especially at first. Consider that some kids will do better when they know more. If their minds are left without answers, they may assume the worst. Know that there is no set time frame or age appropriate standard. All kids develop at different rates in different areas. What a child is or is not ready to face can change in either direction at any time. It's okay to let them lead. Be available when they want support and let them be when they are not ready. Making mistakes is part of it. There is no way for us to know 100% what we should and should not say. This is a gray area and it's dynamic. Acknowledge what they are experiencing. It may be a lot of sadness and fear, and that's okay. Those are normal feelings when facing war. After acknowledging and validating, try to end on a more hopeful note. Don't go too far into rainbows and butterflies. I'll see right through it. Reassure them that while some of those worst case scenario fears are possible, depending on what their fears, they are not currently happening. Bring the focus back to how you and the child are currently safe. Remind them that you will do whatever you can to keep them safe. Take care of yourself. Ask for help when needed. You will be limited in what you are able to provide to the kids 
and others if you are not okay enough. When you are in a more stable state, you will be able to better sense and trust your own judgment and intuition. You will be amazed at what you are able to do when you are okay enough. Lead by example. Follow through with doing what you feel is appropriate to help the situation. Support them in getting involved. Although it may seem as though there's nothing we can do to make things better overseas, we can. Seemingly little acts go a long way. I have heard from multiple active duty military service members and veterans that the greatest impact comes from directly supporting those who fight. Do you know any Israeli or Ukrainian military personnel? It can be through someone else. Send them messages of support, fly flags, use social media for good and share images of support. It really does make a difference. What about US military personnel? I certainly can't speak for everyone, but I have had plenty of related conversations recently. There are a lot of big thoughts and feelings among American military families. People are having conversations that start with something like, are you okay with committing to more years of service? It's not to be taken lightly. Every spouse and parent knows that when they say yes, they are accepting so much more. That wife and mother is saying yes to the increased risk of missing that special person. Her chance of serving as a solo parent for months, a year, and even forever just went up. The kids are born into it, and it continues year after year. They don't choose, though they sacrifice so much. Times of war are harder. Cut the military kids and all kids some slack. Even young kids can sense when things feel off with adults or in their environment. They're more likely to have tantrums and lose control. Drop the judgment, show them compassion. Military kids are facing more than most people can even imagine. Supporting military families, including spouses and children, makes it easier for them to support their service members. Service members are better able to focus when they know their families are okay enough. Let's send a wave of patriotism and support around the world. That means everything. We can get creative. I'll share some of my ideas. Please share yours too. Do you know how Jeep people exchange little rubber ducks when they see other Jeeps they like? They carry them around and place them on Jeeps owned by other people. Let's do something like that. We can get some patriotic ducks and leave them on cars with military stickers and such. This can be fun, a ray of light during tough times. We can also learn from the booing trend. Have you heard of it? Around Halloween, people secretly place treats by front doors to surprise neighbors and never reveal themselves. That's an anonymous act of kindness. Let's do that for military families and to boost patriotism and support. Throw some patriotism into bags and secretly pass them out. The recipients don't even have to be military families. The health professional in me has to mention staying away from candy and other such gifts 
Instead, go with one of those ducks, a craft, or a gift card, even if it's a small amount. Spousely is a fantastic military-friendly company to support. S-P-O-U-S-E-L-Y.com. It's a site where military spouses, service members, veterans, and even first responders can sell their products and services. Shop there first. Military spouses have the highest underemployment and unemployment rates in the country. Supporting their businesses supports the entire family. Donating money is an option. Make sure to do your research and choose reputable organizations. The USO for U.S. support, Doctors Without Borders Ukraine and UNICEF Ukraine for support to Ukraine and Israeli Emergency Services for support to Israel are all possibilities. I'll provide links in the show notes if you're interested. Beyond words, actions, and money, we can believe. One way I face war is with belief. I fully believe that the worst case scenario worldwide will not happen. Enough nations will remain okay enough to support those being attacked and prevent continued escalation. At the same time, I fully believe in myself and my ability to handle whatever comes my way. That goes for you too. I fully believe in you. Choose to stand up against terrorism and unprovoked invasions. Support those who fight against it. Take care of yourself and the people in your life. Please share this content with anyone you feel would benefit. I want to help as many people as possible to live magically. Comments on blog posts and videos and reviews on podcast episodes help to get the message out to those who need it. So if you leave a comment or review, I have a special gift for you. Email a screenshot of your comment or review to ashley at olivinewellness.com and I will email you back with a PDF guide to help you live magically. Do you have a question for me or would you like some help with a challenge? Let me know what's on your mind or what you're facing. I use your messages and feedback to come up with content to share, so you may get a response by way of blog post, video, and podcast. Keeping your identity 100% anonymous, of course. Make sure to visit olivinewellness.com to get a free recording of Drop the Stress and Thrive sent right to your email inbox. This is the perfect resource to help you as you start to live magically. Thank you so much for being part of my community and have a magical day.